0: We are Chris and Beth Bruno, and this is The Walking With Podcast.
1: God called you to walk with people. He called us to help you.
0: Join us for a conversation at the intersection of theology, psychology, and ministry.
1: Each week, our goal is to replace a little bit of your overwhelm with more confidence in caring for the people you walk with. Welcome back to the walking with podcast. We are Chris and Beth Bruno and we are answering frequently asked questions, the things that we hear most from you all coming into our counseling office. And this week we are answering the question of what do I do when I don't know what to do? So many of you are walking with individuals who are having struggles, facing issues that you honestly cannot relate to. You've never been in their shoes. You cannot identify with what they're going through. You might not even agree with what they're going through and or you might not even know what you believe and that is stressful and that causes a lot of anxiety on your part and so we want to just step into that with you and help you feel a little bit more confident in those spaces so let's go Chris how would you answer that question
0: well the first thing that I would say is take a deep breath okay that no one including God is expecting you to know everything to know what to do in every scenario or even to know about all the different topics or whatever. No one is expecting you to do that and so you shouldn't either. So take a deep breath and just remember that you two are in process and just as much as the person you're walking with is in process, so are you. So um, that's where I would start. And then after that, uh, really at the core of most of the things that we struggle with as humans have some significant similarities uh, even though the issues may be completely divergent. And so I wanna begin this uh, conversation about like what are some of those similarities and then maybe what do you do uh, when you walk with someone? So first of all, um, the similarities, right? We, we experience pain, we experience tru- uh, struggle, we experience um, distance from other people, right? And so generally trauma or, or struggles are all gonna fit into those categories to some degree. Right? So whether you're depressed or anxious, whether you're struggling with pornography or infidelity, whether the person is suicidal or struggling with their faith, right? there's gonna be some sense of lostness, some sense of uh, distance from other people. There, there's gonna be something similar across the line. And, and, and so the first thing I would say to someone who's walking with someone who, like Beth said, you don't know what to do in that situation, is to, can you tap into the deeper issues of humanity rather than the issue that is on the table with the person, right? So uh, if someone is dealing with depression and you've never struggled with depression, uh, but do you have a sense of sadness? Do you know what it feels like to uh, have a sense of sorrow? And even if you don't struggle with depression, for example, you do know what sorrow feels like. And so for you, can you just take a pause and step into your own personal experience of what was it like to feel sadness and sorrow? And that opens the door then to empathy for the other person. If you have never struggled with pornography and the person is talking about pornography, uh, right? It's not about the issue of porn, it's more about the issue of uh, finding ways to numb out pain finding ways to uh, distract yourself. So then tap into those places in your own life, in your own story. That Maybe it's not porn, but how do you distract yourself from from your own pain? How do you find ways uh, to get out of situations emotionally that you find yourself in? So that would be the first thing that uh, I would say to someone is, uh, where can you connect on the human level, uh, even if it's not on the issue level?
1: Mm -hmm. And that really does take pausing and catching your breath yeah. because I think so many of us want to we immediately start to panic inside oh my gosh what am I gonna say how am I gonna answer this or handle this or oh, they're confessing some incredible sin or, or something huge that I wasn't ready to hear and so your heart just starts racing and your mind starts racing with what am I going to do and really only when we pause right. and take a breath can we even begin to access those empathetic, uh, self-compassionate, and then compassionate for other kinds of kinds of ways of
0: thinking? Yeah, I was just talking with a pastor earlier today, and uh, he's walking with someone who is currently, you know, on the scale of zero to ten on suicidality. This person is at an eight, and he was asking me like, "What do I do?" And he even said it in this way. He said, "I." I don't want to be negligent even in the things that I'm ignorant about. I don't want to be ignorantly negligent. And my response to him was, that's great that you're aware of that and you want to learn more, but can you just, what we just said, like take a pause and remember to connect with the person on a human level, and then we'll step into further training around what it's like to walk with somebody who's, you know, struggling with hopelessness. Um, So that'd be the first place that I would start. And then, Secondly, um, that once you have some level of empathetic connection, you know uh, some part of your own human experience and connect to that person in their human experience. The, The core of the gospel, I believe, we believe, is withness. It is being with someone else, and that uh, the fall in the garden was a disconnection of relationship between us, each other, and God, and that withness is what Jesus has come back to reestablish, uh, the withness with God and the withness with one another, and so even if you don't know what to do about the issue at hand, you can always, 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 always offer. A withness, coming along, just being with the person, um, listening and even saying, like, I don't know what to say right now, but I will be with you in this process of healing. Mm. Right. Um, That removes aloneness, that removes the sense of isolation, that removes the sense of even panic for the other person. Like no one understands if you can just sit and be with the other person, emotionally with them, physically with them, uh, that already is opening the door to healing.
1: Are there any other phrases like that, like, I don't even know what to say right now. Other things that someone can say or expressions that they should or shouldn't have that communicates I am with you here and
0: now. You know, I love it when uh, we can even start before the withness thing with a sense of You are an incredibly brave person for telling me that. I am so grateful that you told me, and I know that it took a lot of courage for you to kind of muster up the energy or the courage to come and talk to me about this, and I'm so grateful. I don't really know what to say right now, but I just want to be with you in this, right? I I will be with you, and we together will find uh, resources, we will find help with the issue, but I want you to know, like, I am with you. That that. Uh, commending of someone's courage and bravery I think is so helpful because they feel so discouraged and so distant and so unseen that if you can see them like that uh, it it really begins to warm them up and change things for them The other perspective and maybe posture that I'd like to bring into the conversation is that someone who's struggling with some, something and it doesn't, it's, you know, there's spectrums here. It's uh, a spectrum of depression, a spectrum of anxiety and a spectrum of even porn use, right? There's some, some very cursory porn use and there's like heavy, there's spectrums. Um, so uh, depending on where the person is, there's a posture, several different postures that I think that we as caregivers can offer to people who are struggling with something they may need to borrow if you will some strength from us or some wisdom from us they may they may feel really small or uh, really you know unkind to themselves and so I like the words, uh, and a colleague of mine several years ago gave me these words and I've kind of borrowed them and used them ever since. Uh, It is the words bigger, stronger, wiser, and kinder. And that as you as a caregiver, if you can in that moment be bigger, be stronger be wiser and be kinder than uh, the person who's sharing those things with and uh, I feel like that opens the space for them to kind of lean into you and relax like they've been holding it together for so long they've been trying to muster it up and power through or figure things out right long before they ever came to you to talk about these things so what they need most from you is the witness and then someone to kind of lean into and take take some of the pressure off and when I say bigger um, I don't mean like powering over them bigger I don't I don't mean like taking control bigger I mean the those big uh, giant teddy bears that they have at Costco right that are the the size of like three people uh, that's the kind of bigger right you just need someone bigger to like lean into I can relax and uh, relieve my tension into your strength there um, stronger again is not overpowering anybody, but it's like if I need you to be strong, will you be strong for me on my behalf? Will you help me make decisions? Will you help me find help? Will you? I'm exhausted. I have no more strength. Will you be strong on my behalf? Wiser too is is again. You don't have to know all the issues, but sometimes people need wisdom and even. Uh, how to find the answers even if you don't have the answers can you help them find the answers and and wisdom is kind of walking with alongside of someone in in the pursuit of those kinds of answers or resources or Conversations or, or, or something. I just need, I just need someone else to think with me and for me, in some in some times. And then kinder is uh, is again what we've talked about in other episodes. That kindness is what leads us to repentance. Kindness is is the combination of the strength of God and the tenderness of God. Kindness is often misunderstood as being nice, but there is a there is a core strength to kindness that also has alongside of it and with it a gentleness that is so, we see so often in Jesus, right? All, all the time in Jesus that there is this kindness. I will not let you hurt yourself any longer and continue on in these ways. And I will not shame you or take your head off. That's what kindness is. And so people need that kindness from us. So even if we don't, the, you know, the, the end of the day, the answer to the question is, even if we don't know the issue that someone is struggling with, they don't need answers to their issue. They need witness and they need someone to lean into and walk with them. If we can offer that to them, then I think, things radically can change because we can find answers to issues, but, but we can't often find someone to connect with and be with in the midst of our challenges. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. I mean, how many times do we Google something? You know, we play our own doctor. I know I do. Googling <laughs> yeah. answers to things, right? You're you're right. A lot of individuals can Google um, advice and different things. That's not what they need. That's not what they're looking for in a relationship with someone they've come to. Yeah. And even the wiser section where you you said sometimes they just need us to help navigate answers and, and next steps. That doesn't always happen right then and there. Right. Um, I think that is something that comes later, once you've built the trust with them that you will respond empathetically, you will respond with kindness. They need to experience that withness first and the help, the, the navigating to next steps comes later.
0: And far too many people in ministry get these things flipped right like they we we freak out when someone makes a disclosure or we i don't know what to do in in this issue and it becomes so much so quickly we go to the issue-driven answers and the symptom management or sin management or behavior management that we completely lose the person in the process. And, and that is not what Jesus did as he approached people. And it's not, I think, what he's calling us to do as people in ministry and counseling and work, walking with people, caring for people, is to care for the person before we even address the issue.
1: And a lot of times, the, the person doesn't know that that's actually what they want and need. And I would love for you to share a story of someone who came to you for counsel, um, wanting tips and advice and behavior change, and you know wanted to walk away with the solution, and you offered kindness. You were bigger, stronger, wiser, kinder, and it was disruptive. It's not at all what they thought they wanted or needed, but tell us what ended up happening
0: as a result. Yeah. So, um, one example that comes to mind is a guy that came to me and uh, he was he had had about a fifteen year battle with pornography addiction. Uh, and it was something that had ebbed and flowed, and there were seasons to it, and there were uh, you know moments where it was better and moments where it was less. And um, I think his kind of uh, sobriety threshold was about nine months, and then he would cycle back into it. And this was something that was going on for, you know, 15 years of his adult life. And so, um, of course, he had read things, he'd been to programs, he'd been to things in church, he'd been to things, um, you know, uh, addiction programs that were secular, he'd done the homework, he knew the issues. And yet all the books weren't helping him. And so he comes and he starts to talk with me about this. And so really within the first uh, session, the, the first time that I sat with him, it was, hey, I know these things and I just need you to keep me accountable. I need someone who will just keep me accountable because um, I, I know that that's when I get the longest sense of sobriety. And so um, I was like, okay, that, that is something that I could possibly do for you, but I'm wondering if there's something even more. And his, again, response was, well, I've read everything. I know all the things and I know exactly what I need you to do. And so I want you to do X, Y, Z for me. Uh, I want you to be my accountability partner on my... Uh, computer software i want you to ask me how things have gone i want you to ask me how i'm engaging with my wife and things like that and and my response to him was um again that that sounds great those those things are helpful but i'm not quite sure if that is really going to help you on the deeper level and he kind of sat back in the chair and was like well what do you mean and i and my response was well i wonder how much you're being kind to your sexual addiction and he Totally didn't know what to say. He was completely kind of like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. And I said, I, I just wonder how the sexual addiction has served you and how you might step back and thank it. <laughs> and and again, his response was, Thank it. It's ruined my life. And I said, And it has done something for you. And so, can we just pause for a second and be with the panic that you have when you go to pornography? Can we be we be with the uh, the parts of you that are um, confused about these things, and and just sit with it for a moment before we dive into the issues at hand. Um, By the end of that session, I mean, he was, he he transitioned from being kind of take charge guy and leader guy and telling me what to do uh, into a space where he was was teary that someone had paused long enough to see beyond the issue into the person who was so desperate for connection, so desperate to be seen, and so desperate for, for someone just to, Come alongside of them for a moment, not judge them, not shame them, not even talk about the symptoms, but actually see the humanity behind it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that transformed. And then we continued to work for a long time together uh, on that. And, um, you know, that was several years ago. And last I heard, things have been going well. Yes, there's been some dips and, and all that, but things have been going well. And he told me recently, he's like, what we did and in, in the work that we did together was less about the porn and more about the person.
1: Mm-hmm hmm. You helped to finally remove some of that shame that he he came in asking you reinforce my shame. Right. That's 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 all I want you to do. I've already been immersed in it for so long. I just just reinforce it. Yeah, And join me. And join me. Right. In shaming myself. And you refused to do that. Yeah. And you actually brought honor to those to those places in him that had relied on the addiction. I've never I've never heard you talk about that before. Yeah. We're going to go into that entire topic of um, unwanted sexual addiction um, later. That'll be an entire series because we hear yeah. that that is one of the greatest needs um, mm-hmm. that you all have to learn more about. You're seeing that um, from your people left and right, so we will cover that later this spring. Um, next on our series, we're actually gonna talk about something that's more for you because we are at the point of the year where so many people in ministry are planning for their sabbatical and uh, it's come across our radar a ton. Um, Chris, you've coached a lot of different pastors and uh, we have a lot to say on how to take a good sabbatical. So that will actually be our next series. And um, I didn't mean to cut you off, but what a a great and helpful um, way to think about engaging with people around issues that you feel lost um, about. Just remember that bigger, stronger, wiser, kinder. Mm -hmm. What what you need to do is just pause and take a breath Breath, and then access your own emotional connection to whatever it is that they are sharing and then remember you don't have to have all the answers you just need to be with them and your kindness um, speaks volumes and is so impactful. So I hope that that was helpful. Uh, I want to encourage all of you to go check out ReStoryLabs.com. We have several um, things that I think would be really helpful for you to download if you are doing this kind of work with people in your care. We also have at the bottom of that homepage a couple of things I want to point you to. One is just uh, a way to submit a question to us. There's a you know, microphone and a submit a question button, you can do that right next to that is a place to go and access our online community, our free Facebook group, where we love to meet with you in there and just hear how you're doing, what you're facing. It's full of people who are like you in full-time ministry. So again, that's RestoryLabs.com. And if you are enjoying this podcast, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, or if you would prefer watching, uh, you can go to our YouTube channel, which is just Restoration Counseling, And we have a playlist for the Walking With podcast. Would love for you to leave a review. That always helps just bump the algorithm up so that others can more readily find the podcast. And thanks for joining us today. We will see you again, same time, same place next week.